Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our spoiler-free thoughts and insights on Damien Chazelle's Babylon, a.k.a. Babylon. <laughs> Every time I see it, it's, it's like it's like looking at Gotham and not being able to see Gotham. It's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I, I had to look up what it meant afterwards because I feel like Babylon is kind of a word that just kind of gets thrown around and doesn't usually have much meaning to it. But for this movie, it's it's very fitting. Yeah, I've, I was trying to figure out the connection myself as well, but we'll definitely talk about that here in a bit. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is Optics with an X, or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, what's up? How you been? What you been watching? I mean, this is this movie's all I could think about uh, today and after seeing it last night. It's just so much to to digest. There is a lot to digest, and I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the runtime of this movie is clocking in around. Oh my gosh, it's around three hours. Three hours and eight minutes. I knew it was over three hours. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, definitely three hours and eight minutes. That that sounds about right uh, for this movie. And we didn't know that going in. So we kind of had to, you know, prepare ourselves. I actually didn't know that. It was a, it was a surprise for me. I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be over two for sure. But I didn't know it was hitting three. Oh, you did not know. What? Okay. So no. I'm definitely interested to hear your thoughts about this. Um <laughs> Wow, that is that's a first. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so really quick before we get into this uh, review, did did you finish Andor by chance or no? I'm still about halfway through. I I haven't started <laughs> since after episode three when it released. I I need to go back and watch it. There's so much to watch right now. Like I need to finish up on Titans. I have to finish season three of Doom Patrol so I can start season four. I've been watching his dark materials uh, from week to week, trying to keep up with that. I need to watch or finish Wednesday as well. It's it's crazy, man. It is. We are getting down to the wire here, and there's still new things coming out. TV shows, and it's it's so much. It is so so much. But yeah, I need to watch Andor as well. There, there's just a lot going on. But I, I take it you, you've had a pretty good week so far. Yeah, no complaints here. Got a, got a couple of big wigs at, at my screening for Babylon last night. Apparently one of the, the camera ops for the actual movie was there. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. Apparently he flew in because I guess oh. he's from here. So Nice, nice. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland has a pretty some cool things. We got the Christmas Story house, which is... On sale, I think it's going up for sale. I believe so. Um, or if it's not already, I don't know for how much, but that's going to be a very too much, house. too much. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, not a big Christmas story family. Like, I, I like it just fine, but it's not like I'm not like over the moon about it, but you know, different time <laughs> for us, especially. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the show. So, the way that this 
goes down. For any of our new listeners that are out there, we usually get into our initial reactions. Um, f- since this is a spoiler-free review, we will only be giving our initial reactions for this movie. Then we'll get into our final thoughts. We'll get into a little bit of trivia along the way as well, and then we'll hit up our ratings, and that'll be the end of it. So, Devin, are you ready to take a trip to the 1920s? I, we got this amazing party to go to. You know, it's Margot Robbie's going to be there, Brad Pitt, Gene Smart, the whole gang. We're entering Babylon. <laughs> exactly. And there might be an elephant there as well. That's just a rumor popping up or something like that. But, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Babylon. What about you? Sorry? If you could go anywhere in the whole world, where would you go? I always want to be part of something bigger. I love that answer. Something that lasts, that means something. Something yes. more important than life. Yes. It's written in the stars. I am a star. If I had money, I would only spend it on things that were fun, you know? Not boring things like taxes. I'm just one for everyone to party forever. And we are back. You just heard a little snippet of Babylon. And this movie is written and directed by Damien Chazelle and stars Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Gene Smart, and many, many, many more. Got to give a shout out to Diego Calva as well. His his debut, which is insane. He's Manny. He's this main star. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not know that this is his debut. It's at least his U.S. debut. Right, right, of course, of course. And uh, Samara Weaving is in this movie uh, for a bit as well. Yeah, Margot Robbie Jr. They shared some some screen time together. They did. So there, there are three actors that look the same. It's Margot Robbie, Samara Weaving, and then it is Emma Mackey as well. She, I think Emma Mackey looks a little bit more like Margot Robbie than Samara Weaving. But they all have very similar facial structures. <laughs> but uh, do, do you know who Emma Mackey is altogether? Have, have you heard of her? I've not. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Actually, I'm going to send you a picture right now. That is Emma Mackey on the right. <laughs> Looks, yeah, I can see it from certain angles. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. It, it's you know, it's people saying doppelgangers altogether. But yeah, she at least she looks like she could be related to Margot Robbie. But yeah, it I thought it was just hilarious because she's part of a sex uh, sex education on uh, Netflix, and it's it's a really good show. But yeah, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. But uh, as I mentioned before, we are here to review Babylon again, spoiler free. Altogether, we're not going to get super deep into it because there's a lot to cover if we did. Again, this movie's runtime is three hours and eight minutes. If you did not know that beforehand, I did not know that Devin didn't know that beforehand. So (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. But I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to Babylon. Yeah, I feel like we're going to keep it super vague here because you just got to kind of see this one for yourself if you're at all interested because... There's just so much going on here. I feel like if you watch the trailer, it's 
I would say it's probably about one one hundredth of the movie, the trailer, what it shows. Like, it shows nothing. Like, I, it was nothing what I expected uh, when I saw this movie. Like, there's just so much happening. There's obviously there's three hours, so there's going to be a lot happening. But you can safely watch the trailer and going go into this and still be just blown away by everything that happens. Um, it's kind of crazy to think about how Damien Giselle started with La La Land, and that's kind of like a love letter to Hollywood and old Hollywood and and just kind of the magical feeling that some people have about Hollywood. And then he writes this, which is the complete opposite. It's like if, if La La Land was a love letter, this is like the burn book of Hollywood. Like he's just, he's given, he's taken the <laughs> piss out of Hollywood completely here. Like, and I thought it was interesting. He actually wrote this one first and then he was trying to show it around and get it made. But then someone was like, no, nah, it's a little bit extreme. How about you try like a musical first? And then he wrote La La Land. So this, this made him write La La Land, which is very interesting just because of how like solar opposite they are as movies and as stories, like complete ends of the spectrum as far as a Hollywood movie. It also, also the, the first thought that came out of the theater with was it's like once upon a time in Hollywood without the feet. It's kind of <laughs> the vibe I got. <laughs> they both have Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt too. So it's like, there's actually a lot of similarities there. It really is just, it's just a wild ride. Like no, no feet needed here. Sorry, Quentin. I know it's a little painful, but I don't know if I like this one better or not, but I'll have to see in the years to come. But it's there's so much that happens. We're not going to dive into it, but that first party scene um, and how our two main characters meet to the end of the movie, that relationship forming and and what they go through that that roller coaster ride that they're on till till, till the end is just isn't they insane to even think about where they started and where they ended up. Like that kind of ride for a character is is really really intriguing and compelling the ending the pat the last 10 minutes just you can't even comprehend what's on the screen for most of it it's just so much i feel like the first two hours or so it's pretty much a straight-up comedy like there's just a lot of jokes and a lot of humor and then toby mcguire shows up and then it's about 15 minutes of, it's kind of like a horror suspense at that point like whoa that's that's a big shift and then it kind of ends, which kind of just like a, a sorrowing, just kind of heartbreaking drama towards the end. So it's it's a lot of genres wrapped into one. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. For whoever said that, you know, since he he wrote Babylon first and he was trying to get it made first before La La Lands, and whoever said, you know, it's it's just a lot of you know everything. They were completely right, and I agree with Devin when it comes to the trailer. It's literally like a sliver of what's of a sliver of the entire pie. The trailer sold me because it's Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie just doing crazy Hollywood things. And that's all it shows you. And then there's just so much more like and, and it's not it's not just like crazy. Like it's Margot Robbie is having so much fun in this role. So so is Brad Pitt's character. I absolutely loved his character. But you really, I mean, obviously, I think Margot Robbie is more of the star here, um, obviously, because it does focus between um, her and um, Manny, who is played by Diego. But Babylon is a thrilling ride. It's like Wolf of Wall Street meets Hollywood with like a little bit of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in there. It's like the complete culmination of Margot Robbie's career, because obviously she started with Wolf of Wall Street. And then recently she did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And this is just kind of 
the the complete culmination of, of what she's been leading to and she's just so good like I, I like i like her character a lot better than than when she played sharon tate because it's just more interesting there's just a lot more going on i don't know if i like jack conrad more than cliff booth it's close because cliff booth was just a scene stealer through and through you see i will say between jack conrad and cliff booth they have something in common they are like probably the best friends you'll ever get like they will stick by you no matter what poor george oh my god poor george oh i know but also with with this movie i like i said i feel it's it is a thrill ride the pacing of this movie for the most part i would say about maybe 75 to 80 percent of it the pacing is like phenomenal. I did not feel the runtime. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it didn't feel like three hours until the end because it right. kind of we talked about it before. It kind of has that issue where there's like five or six different endings. It feels like it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, for me, it actually felt like the pacing started giving me issues as soon as Tommy McGuire was introduced because it's like it was go it was coasting it was coasting all the way through up for like maybe two hours and 30 minutes maybe i'm not sure i wasn't allowed to like check my my um my clock or my phone but i'm just guessing there but as soon as he gets introduced it was like a hard stop and then it just slowly pushes itself to the end I liked it though because it it did a hard stop, but then it switched right to like a, like a thriller almost because of what happened. Yeah, I mean it was yeah for like I'm not saying it wasn't bad. It was just, whoo man, I, there are so many outstanding performances within this film, and I love the characters' journeys, but I feel like they were not resolved in a satisfying way. Because a lot of things happen in this movie where things happen off screen, you know, um, character progression happens off screen. And then it's just, it goes into this self-reflecting aspects and then it keeps going. (laughs) And then we get this like super crazy, I don't know what I was looking up on the screen. And then it kept going and then it kept. (laughs) So it felt like it didn't know when to end, but I like for the most part, I did enjoy this movie. Like you said, Devin, it is a comedy for it for at least the first two hours. At least the first two hours is a comedy because I was eating up everything on that screen. It's just so, so well written. It's just so sharp. It was. I will, my favorite scene. The uh, the warehouse scene. That that that's all I'm gonna say. If you know what I'm talking about, Devin, you you know because everyone in my theater was cracking up, but it really feels like there's multiple genres, excuse me, within this movie. Like I would say probably for the first two hours, it feels like this raunchy, like thrilling, raw comedy in a interesting look at what the, at what Hollywood was throughout the decade of the 1920s. You know, it has like that speakeasy vibe, you know, during the first, I would say, heck, maybe like the first 30 minutes or so. But then, yeah, it like quickly changes genres as soon as like Tobey Maguire's character is, is introduced. So that, I mean, it's it's great. It's just. It's just even, it's even, a, that's just a crazy, just retrospective for, for us or anyone. I, honestly, anyone, because 
this was the 1920s. No one was really around back then anymore, unless you're you're pushing over a hundred. But just to to look back at the history of of movies and kind of how it used to be, and we look back and there's silent films. We think, oh, that's so tame and and weird. But then behind the scenes, you got you got characters like uh like Jack Conrad and and uh, and Nelly Leroy just going crazy. Like you wouldn't think that if when you're watching a silent film, but and even just thinking about how they had to have the music playing live while they filmed movies back then. That's just so cool to see that. Yeah, that I think what I really enjoyed most about this was the technical, seeing the technical limitations of how films were made back then. It's a, it's a film buff stream. Like if any film majors that are going to eat this up, like it's going to be mm-hmm. anyone who loves old Hollywood, anyone like the Academy. I feel like this is going to get some Oscar love because it's, it's like made for the Academy. It feels like, Oh, Oh, absolutely. It, Hollywood loves movies that are about Hollywood. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at La La, I mean, La La Land. It, yeah. La La Land. Once upon a time in Hollywood, even so, I mean, this isn't necessarily Hollywood, but for Downton Abbey, A New Era, that movie mainly is focused around a film being made within the movie, and it's moving from the progression from silent films, like it is in Babylon, to what they call the talkies. So, you know, pictures with sound. So, you know, that, but that was like, that's like, maybe around the same time period, um, a little bit after when the Titanic um, sank. But I do agree. It, it was so interesting to see, you know, especially that warehouse, that warehouse scene. You know what scene I'm talking about where we, we got to give, we got to give a shout out to that actor. I'm going to look up because he's, he's been in a lot of like one-off things. He's like a, a pretty, Pretty good character actor throughout. Yes. Okay, PJ, PJ Byrne is his name. <laughs> he is hilarious. He was in the, oh yeah, he was in the boys. That's the most recent thing. He was in, he was also in Wolf of Wall Street. He was in the boys. He's in spirited. It's Wolf of Wall Street vibes all around. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, <laughs> I would see it again. Maybe not in theaters, but I would definitely see yeah, it. This one, this one you, in the comfort of your home would be nice. To just kind of have on. Uh, that's the thing I was going to bring up. I'm very curious as to how general audiences are going to think about this one because three hours is just, it's too much. It's a lot. I, I understand there's a lot of story to tell, but th- over three hours, it is a lot. And I think general audiences might have issues with that in trying to get through it. Yeah. I, I, I was actually going to bring up the same thing I was going to ask you, um, how general audiences would react to this because much like it's it's one thing to you know like lord of the rings let's take that for example or better yet even even avengers uh endgame or infinity war um i don't know why i said them backwards but (laughs) probably just because endgame came out uh more recently but you know avengers endgame clocks in and around three hours and but with that movie you know, it's a combination of everything that happened before it. The Batman was also around three hours. I I do not have an issue with like how long a movie is, but like if the pacing like you know starts to you know waver, that's when I have an issue. For something like the Batman, I feel like people are were more okay with that because it's the Batman. For Babylon, 
for a movie that general audiences know nothing about. At least the general audiences know who Batman is. So they will go to see a three hour long Batman because Batman puts butts in seats in the theater for this movie. I do not know. It, it kind of gives me the, the Irishman. It could be Br- Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie that are the draw here. The, that could be the Batman of this movie. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. It, it's, it, that's a very interesting uh, question, or I think it's a very good question. I, I just don't know. Cause I mean, it, it's a tough, it's a tough sell, but it, I mean, I was entertained the entire time. I, I, it had it had my attention the whole time throughout. Never even thought about looking at my phone, even if I could have. But I I did once it started doing the years the years later mark. I was like, oh life. <laughs> I like uh, sneakily, like very quickly, looked at my phone. I was like, okay, yeah. I th- I say the biggest issue is the ending because it just kind of kept going and going. Just one of those where it had a little too many endings to go through and little too many characters to resolve. That's definitely my biggest issue. Yeah. I I would say that. And then for me again, it's just, you know, we were introduced to so many great characters with these very interesting backstories, but I feel like for most of them there, we didn't get a satisfying goodbye with some of the, with maybe like one person i feel like that could just be a him saying just like a comparison to to hollywood overall where you don't always get to say goodbye because hollywood just chews you up and spits you out that is that is very true but yeah that that was just it it felt like it didn't like it came full circle but it took a little bit of a detour to get there well not maybe a little bit of a full circle but not a complete full circle like La La Land or even First Man, I would say. But um, I don't know if this is like his best movie he's directed, but it's definitely his most entertaining throughout because I did not, I didn't know what this movie was it's, about. It's such a difference from everything else he's done in the past. It's just why it's so, so crazy because I wasn't expecting any of it because it's so different because Whiplash is what he started off with and that's just a very down to earth, dramatic movie the entire time and then he does la la land which is a a lovely love letter to to hollywood in musical form and then first man i wasn't much of a fan of it was it was ryan gosling being an astronaut and it kind of put me to sleep but but that's okay but it's it's very different this is the complete other end of the spectrum so it's kind of exciting to see him branch out and just dive into this kind of movie Mm-hmm. And then 10 Cloverfield uh, Lane, he was also a, a, a Yeah, I saw he was a writer on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, oh. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't mind him doing a horror movie next, or at some point, because that Tobey Maguire scene was pretty scary. <laughs> that it, that was pretty creepy. I was like, uh, what's happening here? Like, I was I felt very uncomfortable throughout the that, that entire scene. But yeah, um, overall, I mean, I... I found it wildly entertaining. Um, I don't know where this falls, like when it comes to, you know, one of my favorite films of the year. It's definitely one of the most entertaining movies I've watched this year, though. I will say that. Like, job well done for, you know, keeping my attention for most of the time. (laughs) Like, I would say, like, maybe two hours, two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially going back to, the the era that they're in like the 20s you don't think about that being extravagant or 
or exciting in any way. And the way they make it just so over the top, it's just so entertaining. Yeah. And I, I usually, you know, when it comes to the 1920s there, there's usually a lot of racial tension. There's a few here kind of sort of, but they don't really focus on it, which is what I like because just because something is set, you know, like in the 1920s doesn't mean that, Oh, you know, we have to have like all these minorities and all these white people just have to be like super prejudiced or racist towards them. You know, it, we didn't really see a lot of that, which is something I kind of appreciated. You know, it was a movie about, you know, the, these people um, aspiring to, you know, become something greater than what they were. And, you know, the journey that they take, you know, their, their rise and fall, just like a star is born altogether. But yeah, just, just a, um, a very thrilling ride. Um, all around, but let's get into like our ratings. And I feel like we kind of already went into our final thoughts there, unless there was something else you wanted to talk about. Actually, before we go, I did forget. Um, you said that you know why this movie was called Babylon. Yeah, I was looking up looking up different definitions. Um, obviously, in like historical form, it's an ancient city. Um, but a definition for it is any rich and magnific- magnificent city believed to be a place of excessive luxury and wickedness. If that doesn't describe Hollywood, I don't know what does. Especially in the 20s. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I wasn't able to find too many trivia things myself. I wasn't sure if you were. Oh, wait. Here we go. I did see that that uh, Emma Stone was initially cast in Margot's role. I think this is perfect for Margot, though. Like, this is made for her. But I wouldn't mind. I mean, honestly, I could go either way. But obviously, seeing Margot in the role, it's, you know, it's definitely made for her. But, I mean, Emma Stone would not have been a a, uh, a bad choice either. But there's something about Margot Robbie nowadays where it's like, you know, she's really, you know, she's a producer. She's an actor. She she just ate this role. Her and and uh, Diego Calva, especially for being his first real movie. Like the emotion you felt from that character was just insane. The, I'm not going to spoil anything, but but the scene where he just says "Te amo, Te amo, Te amo" over and over, like it's heartbreaking. It's this is a very self aware movie as as well. You know, this movie knows what it is, but yeah, it's whew, it's it's Wolf of Wall Street meets. Once upon a time in Hollywood meets a star is born. It just, it just goes crazy, man. A, a, a little bit of um, great Gatsby in there a little bit kind of sort of maybe just the extravagant party part, but yeah, I it's like that. all those, but, but way more over the top, I'd say than all of them. Even the, even the opening scene, just <laughs> completely over the top and not, not what you expected. I, I was not expecting that at all. That that camera shot was ridiculous. <laughs> it looks great too. I mean, just just the color, the the depth of the color, you know, the blacks, the crushing blacks, the you know, the way that everything was it had like this warm tone over it, like throughout the entire movie. That like, Hollywood it, it, glow. Yeah, it yeah, the Hollywood glow. I that, I think that's a, a perfect way to put it. But let's get into our ratings here. Devin, what would you rate this film? Yeah, as I mentioned before, um, I think the the length is an issue. It just kind of, it's just hard to to get through three hours towards the end, and especially with this one, the ending just kind of felt like it kept coming and kept coming because they had so much to wrap up. Felt like there were five or six different endings, but the one we did get, 
it's pretty pretty unforgettable i'd say um just kind of the ride you go through and then to have that be the ending destination it's just kind of blows you away Uh, i'd give it like an 89 overall there are some issues but really really strong contender this year and definitely up there for me so for for me i mean you know i pretty much echo everything you're saying like towards the end it just it just felt like a fuse that was you know slowly waiting to like go off but i would give this like a solid 85 out of 100 um altogether i really really enjoyed it um it's you know sometimes endings it didn't end as abrupt as you know, other movies that we've seen a lot of like a 24 movies, but sometimes, I mean, you can definitely see there is a lot of creative control here with, you know, him with uh, Damien writing and directing this movie um, would have reeled it back just a little bit, but I mean, I don't, I personally just don't, I don't mind the length, but it's just the pacing started to kind of waver after a while. And that's what made it feel longer than what it actually was. But overall, I did enjoy this movie. Um, I would, I, I don't know if I can really recommend this to anyone that I know because, I mean, you know, th- like if I show them the trailer, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, yeah, um, but it's three hours long. And they're going to be like, oh, I'll just wait until it hits streaming. And then that's, that's probably what 90% of the conversations that we would have, at least with our friends or anyone else that we know that those are the conversations that that we would have they would say oh you know i'll just wait till it hits you know netflix hbo max wherever it's gonna go if that they might just give it a hard no yeah yeah if if that and then they'll "Eh, yeah or they'll just say no altogether and just move on to the next thing so i'm not sure i mean i guess this movie is really just made for people who love movies and again you know we get to see a lot of the old school ways of how they had to deal with editing and production altogether like you know they they had to be in an environment where there was absolutely no distractions there were you know no sounds and just the sound itself like seeing how far sound has come when it comes to speaking into a microphone, speaking into an overhead microphone and how it just, how technology evolves altogether. I I thought that was really, really cool to see, but yeah. So 89, I think I got the right from you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So 89 from Devin and then in 85 out of hundred for me for Babylon, like we said, we don't want to give anything away. We tried to, talk as much as we can talk about the movie without talking about the movie in a way. So it's, it can be difficult, but if you're interested in seeing this, definitely go see it. We're not trying to discourage anyone from watching it. It's just use the bathroom beforehand <laughs> altogether. I mean, it's okay to use the bathroom, you know, while you're in the, in the theater, but it's like, you know, you, you drive X amount of miles, you know, there's not many get- slow parts in this one that you can miss safely. Yeah, well, maybe towards the end, but <laughs> but you won't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But with all that said, that concludes our spoiler-free review of Babylon. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Optics. That is optics with an X. And as always, 
make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what is out now on the podcast that you can check out versus what's coming up. What is out now? We have our Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which should be out by the time that this episode drops, as well as our Violent Night review and our Willow episode one through three review. Spoiler free, of course. Um, What's coming up next? We do not know. I think Avatar should be out. We're recording this a little earlier um, since we were able to see uh, this. This drops in theaters December 23rd this movie i believe but we can't see into the future because we're you know <laughs> we're recording for this early but follow us on twitter at film optics again that's optics with an x to see what will be up next on our docket because we're not entirely sure might be one of the last movies that we watch because you know christmas is around the corner it's towards the end of the year but with all that said we hope you guys have a great day and stay safe And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in Babylon. Peace.